Welcome to Gil Reads Comics. You know, as normal, I'm here with my brother, Adam. And then we'll put a record scratch in here, and then I'll say, Or am I? No, I'm here with my other brother, Alun. Why don't you say hello, Alun? Hello, Alun. Nice. What were you doing just now? You were reading some Rodney Dangerfield jokes? Yeah, no, I've, I've been on a... First I was on a Norm MacDonald kick, now I'm on a Rodney Dangerfield kick. He's got, he's got some good stuff. What's your favorite that you just read? I like this one where... Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. Alun is really good at impressions. Oh, all right. Well, let, me, let me give this a shot. My psychiatrist told me I'm going crazy. I told him, if you don't mind, I'd like a second opinion. He said, all right, you're ugly too. Hey. <laughs> How was that? Wait, was the A written in there? Nah, I added that. I don't know if you saw I fixed my necktie at the same time. That was improvisation. Yeah. You see, I don't look. I don't want to put you on the spot or anything, but one was a little bit nervous before this, so it's impressive that on his first go around, he's doing some comedic improvisation. I wasn't nervous. You also have a great voice, by the way. Um, it wasn't there in uh, in high school. Wasn't there a choir teacher that would follow you around and be like, "Alun, I need you to join the choir. I need that voice in my choir." Um. No, I was walking in the hallway. He literally just heard me talking to my friend and stopped me. And was like, hey, you have a great voice. Are you in choir? Or do you want to join choir? I was like, uh, maybe. Think about it. Did you uh, think about was, it? Or that was a, that I, mean, was a I, just, I just told him that to, to be nice. You've been playing the Spider-Man video game. Yes. Is it good? PS4. Uh, yeah, it's real good, actually. I just beat it, though. There's not much else to do anymore, though. So I've been reading the comics with Adam, and normally we would read, uh, you know, the next issue, issue three. But Adam would kill me if he found out that I was doing a Spider-Man episode with anybody besides him. So I think the only way we can get around that is instead of talking about the comic, we can talk about the game a little bit. So what's the story of this game? Like, is it Peter Parker? Is it high school? Is it? And it's uh, about Peter Parker, right? So yeah, I think uh, they did a pretty good job trying to avoid all the common storylines and enemies that you're used to. They kind of, this takes place right after you graduated college, right? And uh, they do have some of the classic villains, but they introduce them in a much more interesting way. It's like, he's already fought them in the past. Mm. So like, they don't go through the whole like introduction of every single character anymore. They do have the origin of Dr. Octavius in this one, but like Scorpion and all those, they just kind of like assume you are. You, you don't care too much about it. You could read about it in the game if you want, but who's like the main villain? So for a while, it's Mister Negative. Mm-hmm. It's Mister Negative, right? I think Doctor Negative. I think it's Mister. Who's it? oh, Senor Negative? No, no, <laughs> no. I don't think so. He's literally a neg. He's like a negative person. Like he's a downer. I mean, he seems pretty angry. But also physically, he looks like the negative uh, in an image or something. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't look like depressed or anything. You said like he's downer. He, he he's <laughs> literally like his color is inverted. What's his <laughs> origin? <laughs> um, so he worked with Peter Parker and Aunt May at Feast, which is like the you know uh, meals for the homeless type place, mm-hmm. and uh, he he actually ran the place. So. There's another person that Peter looked up to and then finds out he's evil. How come everyone Peter looks up to becomes evil? Because you can't trust anybody in this world. Oh. 
That sucks. <laughs> now who's Mr. Negative? <laughs> Wait, but what turned him negative? Dr. Octavius and Norman Osborn used to work together. And they were trying to put together a cure for some issue that Mr. Negative's wife was having. So Mr. Negative was going through some like experiments with them to try to figure out that cure. So they were experimenting on him. And experiment went horribly wrong and turned him into uh, the opposite. Or negative, negative, if you will. Yeah. Bottom line. Should I play this game? No. No. Just watch cutscenes on YouTube. Watch the game on YouTube? Yeah, you've never done that? No. Huh, I've done it. So, like, somebody will take all the cutscenes and just yeah, stick them together. Like a movie. That sounds perfect for someone like me. All right. I think we need to get down to business here. What comic am I reading tonight and then telling you about? What are the options? I had a few thoughts. We can't do Spider Man because that'll. Uh, Adam's not going to be happy about that, and he was already kind of cranky earlier today. (laughs) (laughs) We can't do Batman because I promised Adam that I would record Batman with him. All right? If you can, probably getting picked up on the mic, there's another attention seeker outside. We're recording this in Manhattan, so there's going to be ambient noise. There's really not much we can do about it. We're on the 10th floor. That music is so loud. Literally, the room is vibrating right now. Wait, you oh wait can that, you right? do me a favor? Can you walk over to the window and just describe to us what you see? Sure. He's going to be far away from the mic, so I'll relay the message. But I want you to get a flavor for kind of where we're at right now. All right, he's looking out the blinds. And what we hear is um, that song, you know, Feeling Superstition. Let me honest say. Damn it, we missed it. Yeah, but they were definitely playing the Superstition song. All right, so I was saying we can't do Spider-Man, we can't do Batman. I told Adam I would do Batman with him at some point. And Batman's a big one because recently uh, there was actually a wedding. Did you hear about this, Alan? What? Batman was going to marry Catwoman. Huh. Finally. The match we've all been waiting for. The New York Times released an article that spoiled, I think, in the headline, or at least pretty uh, in a right prominently in the article before the issue came out, that the wedding didn't happen because Catwoman ran away. Runaway Cat. Bride. Yeah, it was. I don't think Runaway Cat is a thing. But if it was, that would have been a good pun. Good wordplay. Thanks. It turns out that this whole wedding was a scheme by Bane to once again break Batman, but this time, instead of breaking his spine, he broke his heart. We can't talk about Batman, so I know what you're thinking. What's left? Scooby-Doo. I already (laughs) promised Daniel, that's another one of our brothers, that I would record Scooby-Doo with him. So what we've got on the table now is we can do Jetsons, there's currently a... Uh, it's actually going right now. DC's doing a Jetsons comic. We can do some classic Archie. I'd love to do Afterlife with Archie, but I'm saving that for the Halloween special. Explain. Archie is a comic that's been around since... The Afterlife part. I mean, you can explain the whole thing if you want. Well, let me just say one thing about the original Archie. Mm-hmm. Just that it's a wholesome, happy days type of comic. But a few years ago, they started doing Afterlife with Archie... Where it's Archie meets zombies. 
I don't know a whole lot else besides that. Uh, there's witches involved. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Mm. But we can't do that one. Okay. What's left? Well, what is your favorite comic book character besides Spider-Man or Batman? Calvin. Calvin? Yeah. Not comic strip. Oh. If we did Calvin, we'd be done in seven seconds. You could read the whole comic strip. What are you talking about? There's like... It's a lot. Yeah, but each episode is one issue. So I'm not going to do, you know, a bunch of different uh, Calvin strips. We have to pick one thing where we can do one issue. All right. Um, Punisher? Oh, we could do Punisher. We could do um, Punisher Max, which was the darker take. I mean, you know, when we say the darker take of Punisher, it's saying a lot. But this one is so violent, it makes it makes me like nauseous. Like I have a hard time <laughs> getting through it. So we could do that one if you want. Punisher Max, Garth Ennis. Well, what were the others? You had Flintstones, Jetsons. Oh yeah, we could do Flintstones. So DC also did a recent take on the Flintstones. Where they treated it super seriously. It was actually pretty dark. I read issue one a while back. It was a 12 issue run that I actually, I heard it was pretty great. So we can do one of those. Although I will say, if uh, the other brothers wouldn't get pissed, Punisher sounds pretty, pretty cool to me. I say we do Punisher then. All right. Yeah. You, you have the stomach for it? I mean, you're the one who's looking at the pictures, right? Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. I'm going to explain them in graphic detail. Sounds good. Hey, if I like pass out mid-podcast, that'd be, that could be pretty good for your viewership, <laughs> listenership. Listenership. Well, yeah. it'll be on YouTube eventually too, right? If you pass out, I'll take a picture and I'll tweet it. <laughs> if you just hear a collapse in the middle of the episode, be like, and then he blasts him in the face with a shotgun. Alon? <laughs> Alon? All right. Uh... We'll be right back. There is an epidemic affecting children everywhere. Comic books. Comics everywhere. Avengers, Batman, Wonder Woman, and they're in movies now, too. In the real world, there is no good and evil. Enough! I'm reading comics, and no one's going to stop me. Alon? Yep. We're talking today about Punisher Max number one. What do you know about the Punisher? Okay, so his wife and kid, one kid. Depending on, no, two kids. All right, his wife and two kids were murdered. And uh, now he's out for revenge, essentially. He's got a military background. And I told you it's Punisher Max. Do you know what Max means? Um, my guess is that he's going to... So, by default, Punisher's already a pretty hardcore character. A lot of gore. He really likes to mutilate his victims. I think uh, they're going to basically double or even triple the, uh, the intensity. Am I right? You are on the mark. Max means not for kids. So for a while, Marvel had a line of comics labeled Max, which were stories that took place outside of the traditional Marvel universe. Uh, Punisher was probably the biggest character in that line of comics, and it's exactly what you said. They can say the F word. 
They can show any type of violence you can imagine. They can even show some of the, you know, sex type of stuff. Oh, fuck. Exactly. So let that be a warning. Put the kids away. This isn't Gil and Adam read comics where we talk about Spider-Man. This is Punisher Max. This so, is like Gil reads comics Max. Yeah. This is like, what do they call that where it's at night? This is like after dark. This is, don't <laughs> listen to this if you don't want to hear, you know, some dirty talk is what we're trying to say. <laughs> so a little bit of background. Like I said, this takes place outside the traditional Marvel universe. And in this story, Frank Castle fought in the Vietnam War mm-hmm. and he's been Punisher for decades. So he's pretty old at this point. And what we're reading is issue one of Punisher Max. This is part of a... Uh, well, the way that Punisher Max was done is they had sort of six-issue story arcs. This is part of the story arc titled In the Beginning. Hmm. It opens up with Punisher at the gravesite of his wife, son, and daughter, who all share one tombstone, which I don't know if that's a normal thing. It seems kind of weird. Right? I know, like... They'll have like a family like crest or something, but you'd think that each one would have their own tombstone. No, you'd be wrong. They each right. have uh, it, <laughs> <laughs> it's one tombstone that lists out all three of their names. Now, one thing I love about comics in general, and I talked about this on uh, Gil Reed's Comics episode one, um, but in particular, Punisher, I love the inner monologues, and Punishers are especially badass. So I'm going to read to you directly from the comic here, and you'll get to hear how the Punisher thinks and learn a little bit about his origin story in the Max version. You'll do it in your Punisher voice, right? I'm going to try my best. I'm worried that it's going to sound a lot like my Batman voice, but uh, you know we'll have to work with it. They hated that old man so much, they shot through him. Ah, damn it. They hated that old man so much. Wow, that? you should be reading this. That's great. Yeah, you read it. I didn't read it. I know, that's the problem. All right, <laughs> let me try it in your Punisher voice. The, the, the problem is I have all sorts of typos here. It says, <laughs> they hate that old man so much. <laughs> all right, here we go. Here we go. They hated that old man so much, they shot him through my family. The world went crazy on a summer's day in Central Park. In the time before Uzis and Berettas, before 9mm pop guns ruled the streets. It was a Thompson, like the one our fathers carried, and I recognized its rattle as its big, man-stopping 45s punched blood and breath from my lungs. Here's where it gets dark. I hit the ground beside my daughter. She'd been gunshot. Sorry, she'd been... She'd been... Hold on. She'd been gut-shot badly. And when she saw the things that boiled and wriggled from her belly, the expression on her face was not a little girl's. Yeesh. So his daughter, who was still alive, was conscious enough to look down and see the, the guts that were spilling out of her stomach. Wow. I, I do have a question. You yeah. said near the beginning of that, they, sh- they shot 
through my is that literally like the bullets went through his family into the old guy right okay so, <laughs> so in this one so if you i was sure if it was like metaphorical or something no i don't think so so <laughs> you you probably know punisher primarily from the netflix series where it was all a conspiracy to kill his family and everything there was a story behind it here there were a couple gangs or a mafia that wanted to kill this guy and his family was in the way so they just shot essentially oh, through okay. his family so he the old man was the target yeah wow brutal he talks about his wife bleeding out on the operating table and he says whenever i get careless that yearning in her eyes creeps up and brings me to my knees so he's emotional too mm-hmm. cared about his wife that's good and uh this is my favorite part he runs over to his son and he can't find any bullet holes so uh, why do you think that is? Hmm. I mean, he must have died in some effed up way. <laughs> well, think about it. How could you get shot but not have a bullet hole? He got sh- did no bullet hole, but he did get shot. He got shot. The bullet had entered like through his mouth, through his Ears. open mouth. I got it. And then he says, that was our picnic in the park. And now, every night, I go out and make the world sane. And then we see this huge, hulking Punisher holding a machine gun. Looks kind of like Steven Seagal. All right. And you did get it right. I'll give you credit. It yeah. took a few guesses. I realized yeah, that I did not. That was my first guess. Well. You said ears first. No, no, first I said mouth, then I said ears. Oh, uh, okay. Well, yeah. hey. Good job. Thanks. Adam would not have gotten that. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think he would have guessed? I don't know. Did he enter his... Uh, I don't want to say it. <laughs> his other orifice. This is a max version. You can say it. I don't know. For some reason, no, I, just, don't, I don't, don't feel comfortable it. saying it. <laughs> Which is going to be hard to get through the next scene if I don't want to curse. <laughs> because... So we cut to uh, a, a man and a woman sitting in a car. One of them's got binoculars. They're, they're watching The Punisher. They're looking at him at the gravesite. Mm-hmm. They almost seem like cops. Uh, you know whenever you see cops that are sitting in the car, they're tailing someone? Yeah. That's what it looks like. Uh, we later learn they're called Roth and O'Brien. So the guy's kind of nervous. He's like, we should have done it this morning at the cemetery. And then she says, fat boy said no. So you can discern from that that maybe they were there to assassinate mm-hmm. Frank Castle but Fat Boy told them not to. Who do you think Fat Boy is? Based on what you know about the Marvel Universe. Fat Boy told them no. Uh, does he work for the police department? No, think about Fat Boy. Who is the one fat guy you know that would oh, want... Oh, Kingpin. Good guess, but you're wrong. Uh. We'll get to that later. I wanted you to say Kingpin, though, because that was my guess when I first read it. Hmm. And just to give you an idea of how explicit these comics get, and I should say, I don't think I mentioned it up front, this was written by Garth Ennis, and he's known for writing super violent, explicit comics like Preacher. I know you've watched some Mm -hmm. of that show. He wrote the comic that was based on. Nice. He also has sort of a childish, immature sense of humor. So you're about to get an example of uh, how explicit he can get and some of that humor. They're in the car, and the girl says, He is in great shape for a guy his age. 
I wonder if he's got a big D. But she says the actual word, like the D word. And <laughs> then the guy is, what's that? Dingus? Yeah, yeah. I wonder if he's got a big dingus. <laughs> and the guy's like, hey. But then she's like, what? She says, no, in case I get a chance to F him. I like big Ds. <laughs> but she said the actual F word and the actual D word. Wow. Do you think that's funny? I mean, yeah, sure. Well, a good thing that we are reminded of in this scene is that the Punisher is old, but he's still in good shape. We see Punisher in the woods outside of a mansion, and in his inner monologue, he explains that it's the Don's 100th birthday, but he's really just a Don in name because he's a destitute old man at this point. But for his 100th birthday alone, all of the families in the area, in the whole country, mm-hmm. have sent a representative to the mansion. What do you think he's planning to do? Kill the Punisher. Wait, no. What, what is the Punisher planning to do? Kill the family members. <laughs> now, if you were the Punisher <laughs> and you were in this situation, how would you take him out? What would your plan be? Well... Hold on, did he know about them? He knew about them meeting beforehand, right? That's why he, he's there. He knew where they were meeting. Mm-hmm. I feel like he would have set up something before. Well, I don't know. Because on one hand, I think he would set up a bunch of bombs. But on the other, he likes a, a, a gunfight. Mm-hmm. So he might just be waiting outside with machine guns. Maybe something like that. <laughs> You know, I have Adam on this show because he's smart. He's like book smart, though. But you are you you can read. People. I can get in the mind of a man like Frank Castle. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'd say it was true. We used to watch that show Dexter, and you were like, "This show speaks to me." Like, Come on, how's it going? Like, shut up, shut up. You know what I would do? I would get a refrigerated truck. As a okay. reference to Dexter. Let's wait for this uh, siren yeah. to go by. They heard what we said about you. They were like. There's a guy who's getting in the mind of Punisher. <laughs> oh, my God. It's Manhattan for you. Well, we should use this opportunity to take another sip. Well, what did you say? You said machine gun? Yeah. No, you were wrong. What? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, so one th- before we get into what Punisher does here, uh, one thing that is interesting about the Punisher is that he took revenge. Decades ago. Right. But the thing about him is he's so obsessed with with punishing that he just keeps going and going. And we get a little window into his psyche here. He says, The old man from the park is long since dead. So are his soldiers. So is the shooter. So are the people who called in the hit. And hundreds, maybe thousands more. But the war goes on. I guess it doesn't really tell us anything about his psyche. But it does tell us that he's killed maybe thousands of people. Well, you can infer from that that clearly there's something more going on in his head. It's not just about, It wasn't just about getting revenge. He's developed a taste for it. Or it's always been there and this kind of unleashed it. One of the theories that comes up in the, the Max series for Punisher is that he's always been like this. Mm-hmm. And his family dying was almost more of an excuse for him to become right. who he should have been to begin with. 
he fought in the war and he was a great soldier. And then here he says, the war goes on. So I think it's linking to that concept. Of, yeah. I fought in the war. The war never ended. Yeah. I mean, he 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 missed he probably missed those days. I think that's absolutely true. Punisher opens the door to the mansion. The front door, he just walks right in, <laughs> takes out a pistol, shoots the Don in the face. Everyone freaks out. And in the moment of shock, Punisher uses that opportunity to walk out the door. Then he goes up the hill and pulls out uh, a minigun or one of those. You know that, that, that gun that Django uses? Hmm. They used to carry around in the coffin. Not Django Unchained, the original Django. Used to drag around that coffin. Those guns that spin around when you shoot Gatling them. Gatling gun. Yeah, something like that. As people start to walk out of the house, and this is where I start to get nauseous reading this, he just starts <laughs> blasting away. You see limbs flying People's faces exploding, brains everywhere, guts. And then, <laughs> um, and he actually reminds me a bit of Jocko Willink here. Because you see how much appreciation he has for military. As he's firing away, he says to himself, you know, in back in that inner monologue. Which, by the way, typically when you read a comic, the monologue will be white or yellow boxes with black text. His are black boxes with white text. Even the design of his monologue boxes mm-hmm. are badass. It's the same color scheme as his outfit. Oh, yeah, it's true. Oh, God that's... damn it. <laughs> it! I'm glad that you're on this show today. So he's saying to himself, It's Omaha Beach, Wounded Knee, Rookie's Drift, The Killing Fields, The First Day on the Somme, and only now, pouring automatic fire into a human wall... Do I feel something like peace? I told you it was dark. This is a dark comic. If for some reason you've been just, just had this weird, like, rictus grin on your face the entire time. <laughs> well, here, tell, tell me something. So this is a max version. What, what, what would have happened in the non-max version during this scene? Like, do you think... People would have just dropped dead. You wouldn't have seen, like, the limbs. Wouldn't have seen the limbs. Because he was introduced in a Spider-Man comic. That's true, yeah. I think a lot of the deaths would have happened just bloodlessly. Like Dark Knight Rises, where people just Mm. fall down. Yeah. So, some of the mobsters try to flank him. You know what flank means? Yeah. To go go around the side. But he's got bombs set up, so those, those people blow uh, up. I called both of you those. You called both of them, yeah. <laughs> and then, if it wasn't sick enough where he says that he's firing into a human wall, after he's basically decimated everybody and there's just bodies everywhere, he keeps shooting. And mm. this is what he says in his monologue. Fire at moans, at movement. Give them the whole 200 rounds just to be absolutely sure. Sounds like he's going a little past absolutely sure. (laughs) He sees like a body wriggle. He blasts it away. He hears the sound. The blasts just in that general direction. (laughs) Who would win in a fight? Punisher Max or Punisher Netflix? Well, I mean, from what you're describing, Punisher Netflix didn't have this much, you know, rage. Brutality. Do you think that Punisher Netflix could grow up to be Punisher Max? Because, remember, 
Punisher Max at this point, he's been around doing this for decades. Hmm. Could, what's his name? John Barenthal, that the actor? Shane. Shane, that's right, from uh, Walking Dead. Could he become this guy? Could you see that happening? I could, yeah. I mean, we're already getting hints of how, you know, it's not just about revenge, right? He's clearly got that thirst. I mean, if he proceeds along this trajectory, he'll, he would end up there for sure. All right, season 34. Yeah. <laughs> Hell, I would watch that many seasons. We're back at, actually, we haven't seen this location yet, but we are back with Roth and O'Brien, that guy and girl that were surveilling him earlier, and they're in their HQ. This whole time, they've been watching Punisher blast away at these mobsters through a satellite, so clearly they have access to technology. They make reference to NASA, you know, getting suspicious about their overuse of the satellites, and they talk about how impressed they are with what Punisher's done here. And they are wondering, how the hell is Fat Boy really going to take him down? All right, I gave you some hints there. Use of technology. You've seen this character before. Who is the Fat Boy? Okay, so you're not talking about Punisher's partner, are you? I am. Okay, because that was actually my initial thought. But... Because, like, why would Fat Boy have people spy on him if Punisher and him work together? Clearly, there's stuff I don't know about this. His partner in this uh, this this series. In this partner you're referring to is Micro, and you may yeah. have been hesitant to say him to say his name because on the Netflix show he's not a fat he's not boy. Fat. He's a thin boy. <laughs> yes, yeah. he's, he's like tall and lanky. But if you watched the latest Punisher movie. Uh, Warzone. He was played by Wayne Knight Newman, who is a fat was a fat boy at the From time. Seinfeld. Yeah. Really. Yeah. That's really interesting. That movie was also directed by a female. Rare um, superhero movie directed by a female. Micro is the fat boy. He apparently told them not to kill Punisher at the cemetery. He knew they'd find him there, and that's actually how they started their surveillance. Where do we find the Punisher? He goes to that cemetery once a year, mm. but in Micro's words, it would be indecent to mm. do it there. That, that's it. That's stupid. Like just If you're going to kill him. Yeah. Just... Like, who cares about the respect? I mean, dead man doesn't need respect, right? Yeah. Once he's dead, he doesn't care right. where you killed him. It's not like he has loved ones that would... I don't know. I feel like even if there's someone that cared about him that would be upset about him being dead... It's not like they're going to be more upset because of the day that he was killed or where the location. Yeah, I mean, I do agree, though. It is indecent to kill him there. Oh, yeah, for sure. I wouldn't do it. And do you buy that? Let's say so Micro and him were partners at one point. Clearly, something is going on in the dynamic of their relationship. Mm -hmm. Do you buy it that he would say, don't kill him at the cemetery as some kind of sign of respect? Well, if I mean. I, like, I don't know what's going on here, why he wants to kill him, but, I mean, assuming this takes place after they've worked together for a, for a long time, yeah, I mean, I'd buy it. Well, Micro apparently overheard what they were saying about him and how they kind of doubted how the hell is Fat Boy going to put him down. And he says, regarding Frank Castle, when the time comes, 
I can put him down like a rabid dog. I'm his only friend in all the world. Hmm. That's the end of the comic. So it feels like maybe they're still friends or he still thinks of... It feels like Micro believes that Punisher still sees him as an ally. So even if Micro has changed sides or no longer aligns himself with the Punisher, he seems to believe that Frank Castle still sees him as an ally and maybe he's about to take advantage of that friendship. I I wonder if maybe Fatboy just wants to make sure Punisher knows that even though Punisher may be physically stronger, um, he can still outsmart him and dispose of him if he wants. So basically he he wants to just show the Punisher like he's not someone he can mess with. Which he tried to do on the Netflix show and Punisher pretty quickly got the better of him. Yeah. But we'll see how it pans out here. What do you think happens next? I don't know. I'll give you one little glimpse at the next issue. Uh, in one of the first couple pages, <laughs> so all those families that were at that mansion, mm-hmm. you know, they all they all all were representatives from other families, right? Oh. So when they die, there's a funeral. Yeah, there's a, a funeral for all of them, and all <laughs> these people show up. He bombs the funeral. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Is the Punisher insane? Uh, yeah, probably to some degree. Expand. <laughs> I mean, he. <laughs> I mean the the amount he enjoys this. I don't like. I don't know. I mean. It's not, he he only has a desire, as far as I know, to kill bad guys, actually. So, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's not insanity. Maybe the world is insane. Ooh. Maybe he's the only one actually sane enough to do something about it. He does say early in the comic that every night he goes out and makes the world sane. Which I love oh, that yeah. line. I thought I that. came up with that line. I thought of it years ago. And uh, and then I realized I was just remembering it from the comic. Yeah, I mean, I guess if he he's the the speed at which he takes out these killers, it's almost like the equivalent to if you had a button you could press to kill all like evil murderers in one shot, would you do it? Well, that's funny because I wanted to ask you first: is he insane? And then I was going to ask you: Is what he is what he's doing moral? And I guess that that you can phrase that question the same way you just did, which is: Would you push that button? I would. I you, mean, if, if it could guarantee that it's killing the right people, how could you guarantee that? Well, so well some, if I couldn't guarantee, I wouldn't press it. Some guy shows up with a button, <laughs> and he's like, "Push this to kill all the evil bad guys in the world." You just push it without asking any questions? I didn't say I would push it without asking questions. If somehow, I would probably not end up pressing it because I don't believe he could give me proof that would actually only kill the people I'm trying to kill. But if he could prove that it would only kill the people I'm trying to kill, yeah, I would press How it. How could he prove it ever? How could I don't you... think he could, which is why I probably wouldn't press it. 
Wait, you say pro- you leave I'm room for hypothetically doubt. if he could give me proof. There's not a chance I'd push that. I button. agree. But you said probably. I'm saying well, definitely. I mean, I wouldn't nothing's push definite. It. No, it's definite that I wouldn't push it. What if he had definite proof that? <laughs> but there couldn't be definite. Hypothetically, pro- you can't just make a hypothetical of something impossible. You can make a hypothetical about anything. That's what a hypothetical is. <laughs> I wouldn't push that button. But I would do what Punisher does. Really? Did I say have or would? <laughs> you do have a Punisher shirt. This podcast is over. Comic or comic related news. One. Guilt. You didn't think we were going to talk about Spider-Man at all, did you? You just told me we were. And we actually, now that I mention it, we already talked about Spider-Man. We talked about the game. Yeah. Because the only Spider-Man that's off limits is the amazing Spider-Man, the current run of comics. But Adam never said we can't talk about the Spider-Man movies. Mm. And they just dropped a trailer this week for Into the Spider-Verse. One, what's this movie about? Okay, so... From the trailer, it looks like Miles Morales is the main protagonist. Um, However, uh, it's about basically all the alternate versions of Spider-Man between the different in the multiverse. Basically, they something happens that brings them all together into one universe. Um, I'm not sure why. Guess we'll find out. But you got the Gwen Stacy Spider Woman. Spider Gwen, I believe she's now known as Ghost Spider or something like that. She does look kind of like a ghost. Here, keep vamping. I'll look um, it up. You've got the the OG Peter Parker Spider Man, which some suspect may be the Spider Man from the Sam Raimi movies. Yeah. Um. Well, you got Spider Spider Ham or is Spider Ham? Right. I think that's right. Yeah, yeah. Spider Ham. Um. Can't remember if there there might be like one more. Did you mention the Spider-Man? Oh, the Noir Spider-Man. Noir Spider-Man. That's yeah. right. And then yeah, like like I said originally, Miles Morales. Why do people suspect that Peter Parker might be the one from the Sam Raimi films? Um, so I I saw a thumbnail. I don't know if this is the reason, but where you see him like stopping a train the same way he did in the original, or was it the original or Spider-Man Two? That, train. I, yeah, I think that, that was Spider-Man two. two when Doc Ock was a. Uh, yeah, you also see, yeah, Ghost Spider. That's right. She's been known as Spider Woman, Spider Gwen, White Widow, and Ghost Spider. Back to Peter Parker, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you see him stop the train. You see him do the upside down kiss with Mary Jane. Mm. You see a few other clips that would imply. Uh, he's the Peter Parker from uh, the Sam Raimi films. I wish that they got Tobey Maguire to voice him. Yeah. I mean, this this uh, Peter Parker slash Spider-Man, his personality seems different, which maybe it would, maybe over time it would have evolved to become like that. But the fact that it's, he's got a different voice makes it kind of hard to buy that it's actually the same Spider-Man. And I think that it might be more of a fun reference than mm-hmm. actually literally being the same Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. What did you think of the trailer overall, though? Are you excited for this movie? Um, I'll say originally I was. 
you know, the I think the first couple trailers made it look really interesting. The third one, when they introduced, especially with the introduction of Spider Ham, <laughs> it looks like too much of a comedy to me. Don't get me wrong, I, you know, I I I think if the if there are enough serious moments in the movie, I think I could still enjoy it. I just don't want the whole thing to just be one giant comedy. Like there's that one scene in the new trailer where. You see all the versions of Spider-Man on the ceiling, oh, like yeah. hiding, like moving together. It, like it looks like a kids' movie, like too much. But I still have some hope for it. And you, you're a fan of Spider-Man, right? Oh, for sure. What's your favorite incarnation of Spider-Man? You know, movie, show, whatever. You just like the character in general. Yeah, I mean, I'm not familiar with every incarnation. Well, I just mean from the ones you've seen. Like, okay, you do you like the Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, Tom Holland? I mean, Tom anime- Holland's my favorite from the movies. And so how about far. the animated series? Um, I, I think the original, the the Amazing Spider-Man, I really, the, in the '90s, mm-hmm. I really liked that one. Uh, I think Spectacular Spider-Man was the other one. Oh, that, that one was great. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think those two are widely looked at as the two best animated series. Did they and have I think any they were my favorites? Childish elements that would remind you of what you saw in the Spider Verse trailer, or did they do a better job of being more kid friendly but still something um, the adults can enjoy? I mean, I don't remember too much about Spectacular Spider Man. Um, the original, I feel like, was never like that goofy. Um, the, uh, you know, it's Peter, it's Spider Man, so he like he he jokes around all the time. But I don't know, it never felt as goofy to me. And what do you think of the uh, the animation style for the new movie? Uh, you know, I, th- I think he, I think it's growing on me a little bit. You know, I think. I don't know. It's kind of like a 3D slash cartoon thing you got going on there. People are saying that it's innovative. We haven't seen it before. Mm -hmm. And I thought the same thing at first. But correct me if I'm wrong. Is it not pretty much the same animation style as the Peanuts movie? Huh. Yeah. It kind of is. It's got that similar like motion to it as well like the slight Kinda choppiness choppy. yeah i you know i i don't mind it i'm kind of curious how it would look if they smoothed that out but i think it worked perfect for peanuts yeah. i think that was absolutely perfect for pe- for peanuts i don't know if it's necessary you know i think you know spider-man i think they've done spider-man in pretty much every possible style by now like you've got the realistic cart like you've got the mtv one right <laughs> yeah where that was like their first like 3d version kind of that, that was kind of like this actually yeah it was like, that was more of like a cell shaded yeah yeah that was before they perfected cell shading though. that was like what was that zelda game wind waker that was like wind waker so they were all in the writer's room trying to figure out the animation style for this movie. They're like, what about Wind Waker? Nah, we, did that one, we did that one already. What about uh, Peanuts. Paper Mario? <laughs> oh, yeah, we can do that. This is like Paper Mario, right? Yeah, a little bit. Well, the bottom line, I think we're both open-minded about the movie. Sure, yeah. 
I mean, we knew there were going to be childish elements in it because it's an animated movie. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I have my hesitation. I'll I'll, I'll see the reviews. I, I have a good feeling. I think it, I think we will enjoy it. I have a good feeling. I have a good feeling, too. Yeah. And I, I actually think the animation style looks pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. It, it is pretty different. I mean, even if it is somewhat similar to Peanuts, Peanuts wasn't an action movie. We didn't get to see Spider-Man swinging around. <laughs> so it's definitely a different application of a somewhat similar animation style. But I think it fits for a comic book. I mean, it looks like a comic book that's come alive on the screen. Well, didn't they, In at least in the first trailer, I think they actually incorporated, like, comic book elements. Like, when he was, like, running down the sidewalk and you see, like, speech bubbles pop up. Yeah, and it would freeze frame here and there and look like a panel out of a comic book. Mm-hmm. Which they also did in that Hulk movie. Yeah, I was just going to mention that. It didn't work very well. It did there, not work did, as well. Did, did they do the whole thing where you, like, punch it and say, like, pow? I don't think they did that. <laughs> they didn't go that far? I don't think so. <laughs> We're open-minded. We're looking forward to it. We hope it does the character justice. It'll probably be better than Venom. Well, we haven't seen Venom. Let's be fair here. Right. But I I agree. <laughs> I'm Gil. I'm alone. We don't do that. It's just, I, I say, I say, I'm Gil. I'm alone. I'm Gil, and I read comics. I thought you were going to say something that time. You told me not to. Since when have you ever followed the rules? I'm alone.